Charleston and Charge is a mature podcast. We sometimes touch on adult themes and use adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Back, Will Country, to episode 24 of the Charleston and Charge podcast. I am your host, Balake. We all know what Balake means. It means Blake, but whatever. Um, I'm joined by Doug. Doug, what's going on? Yes, Doug is also means Doug. Also you, Doug. Yes. Yes. I know we have very, very simple, very simple names. But anyways, uh, it's episode 24, and my cat is rubbing his face against my table, and I'm trying to stop him from doing it, and he's uh, distracting the fuck out No, it is not. It's, he wants attention because he's been locked up. He's been in, not in timeout, but he's been in the, our place had an inspection, so we had to lock him up. So yeah. all he wants is attention. It's like, all I wanted to do is come and record. We can, you can crawl all over me when I go to bed. Stop rubbing he your wants, face against the table. He wants you to rub him the right way. You did that. You really did that. Good. All right. So not going to spend a lot of time on it. Like two minutes tops. Episode 24. What does the number 24 remind you of? Hmm. Griffey. It's always Griffey. I'll say Manny. Bond. Manny Ramirez. Barry Bond. Was he 24? He was when he was with Pittsburgh. Okay, so because I think he was 25 when he was with the Giants. Yep. So he's got one of those guys there. Um, Charles Woodson. I'll Champ go NASCAR. Bailey? Yes, Champ Bailey. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. Um, I'll go NASCAR real quick. Uh, Jeff Gordon. Kind of, kind of hard to breeze by that one. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Oh, Kobe. Kobe Bryant. Kobe. Well, he was also he's also one of those two for two uh, eighteen or eight. eight. eight was, yeah, it was eight. So but those are some pretty good ones to start right off the bat with. Um yeah. I'm just trying to give it one more second here. I feel like there was an Indians player like Kenny Lofton, maybe. I don't remember if he wore twenty four or not. But maybe. But either way. I had my list up. I was looking at it. Miguel Cabrera, Marshawn Lynch, Chris, Chris Chelios of the Detroit Red Wings, ah. Tino Martinez. And... Yeah, I never think. I never think of hockey because, like, most of the hockey players I think of are all like sixties and above. You yeah. Know? Yeah, you do think of those high end numbers, but. Uh... So anyways, um, we're going to move on from that. Uh, what's happened since uh, the last time we recorded, uh, the Mega Millions got to over a billion dollars. Um, I didn't win. Doug, I don't know if you played. Um, I cannot confirm nor deny whether I won. So, yeah, we'll go with that one. <laughs> How is that even possible? 
not, I definitely lost. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had like one number right. I didn't even I didn't even look at the numbers. I gave them to Margot. And she be taking a long, long break. Yeah. I guess. No, she took the uh she took the numbers and I basically just took her word for it. So that's how I know. But I was listening to I was listening to something. I think it was just the local radio uh from just up the road and you know they were talking about somebody finally hit the mega millions, you know, won won the money and but they were debating uh they were debating on whether or not it was a good idea to play when the numbers were high, like when the the winnings were high or if you should continue to play regardless of the amount. Um you know, my argument would be and I believe one of those people on the radio said the same thing. My argument would be, you know, you have all these other people. They see, oh, it's $750 million now. we got to start playing. So the amount of additional people that are playing, you know, just imagine the likelihood that you're going to have similar numbers to somebody else if you were a potential winner. So is it really advantageous to play when the number's high or would it be more advantageous to play it all the time, even when the numbers are low? What do you think? I think it's just like anything else. I mean, it's hard to, you know, people look at the Mega Millions or Powerball or even scratch-off tickets. I mean, if you go buy a scratch-off ticket, how often do you buy a $50 scratch-off ticket? Well, not very often. I rarely buy scratch-off tickets anymore. I'm just, you know, you buy a dollar or $5, you know, maybe a $10, you know. If you really feel lucky, you spend maybe 20, but how often do you buy those? Or even, you know, but you rarely ever buy the 30 or 50. So, I mean, if you're looking at playing the Powerball, playing the Mega Moon, I mean, if you're playing that stuff every week, it's going to add up. It's ex- it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's as bad as that. No, I'm, I'm a terrible gambler. Like, I love gambling. I love, like, I love fantasy football. Uh, before I moved to the state of South Carolina, I was the first one on my phone sitting at a bar and I was watching like the early games and you can do, you know, same game parlays for active games. You know, let's just say the Packers are playing the Lions and the score is 20 to 10. And that line is constantly changing. So if I nail it in time there, they can say, hey, you can place this bet. And this bet is going to be because the score is 20 to 10 the current bet in this live game is plus or minus 10 and a half. You know, will they score any more points? Will, De- will Detroit, you know, catch up or anything like that? So I was always like, try to bet five games real quick at like a dollar a piece because some of those pay out like 60 bucks. And it's like, it's only, in my head, it's, it's only a dollar. It's only a dollar. But the amount of times I, I told myself it's only a dollar, it added up. It added up quite a bit. But, and it's it's same thing. Like if you're sitting playing poker, you get aggravated. You're losing a little bit. You see a good hand. You're like, you know what? I see. I always forget the terminology of poker. That's why I'm such a terrible poker player. But when you're when you're looking down at your cards, and you see what's been overturned, and it's like, oh, I have two pair. I'm going to win this. I'm going to sacrifice everything that I've got. I'm going to go all in. Well, three of a kind. 
three of a kind beats two pair. You just lost everything because you thought two pair was going to win that hand. I mean, it, it, bottom line is it gets expensive. It's even worse if you're in a casino or anything like that. But the other thing too is like when it comes to those mega millions of powerballs, you have to decide on whether you just want random numbers or do you want to pick them. And I always do random because yeah. there's no way in hell that I'm going to pick the winning numbers. That's yes. just not going to happen. Like grandma's birth date and mom's birth date and the year that I graduated high school. No, I feel like the likelihood of that hitting is slimmer than auto picking. So, but then again, like I said, I love my fantasy football, but at least with fantasy football, I can walk into a season, the league that I'm a part of, that I've been a part of for several years, $50 buy-in and that's it. And then you're working in the entire NFL regular season toward winning one of the top three prizes. And like last year I won, I put in $50. I won 180. I finished in second place because I accidentally benched Jamar chase when he had 266 yards receiving and three touchdowns. I shouldn't sound bitter about it, but I am. That, that's what cost me first place, and it was a total accident. I thought I saved my lineup, and I didn't. Uh, I hate that. Yeah, that was. But anyways, well, I, I hate when that guy gets injured last minute, and then you didn't have time to take him out. Oh yeah, like when they yeah when they announce, it's like well he's uh he's questionable, and it'll be a game time decision, and then you get caught up in something, and then it's like one oh one. It's like, oh, he's playing. You son of a bitch. Yeah, I had that work the other way around last year with Dallas. I had him in my lineup, and they kept saying that he was questionable, but all the notes and everything said he was probably going to play, and then game time decision, they're like, oh, Dalvin Cook's out today. I'm like, motherfucker. Now, I feel like, and not trying to get on a fantasy football tangent, but I feel like the odds are in your favor. You know, if somebody is on your bench and then they are a game time decision and then they're active. It, well, clearly let's just say it's turf toe. You know, you're, you're questionable because of turf toe. And then at 1259, they say, no, what he's going to play. But then in the first quarter, Oh, he's out. He re-aggravated it. So like your odds are in your favor. If you're thinking about starting somebody to just leave them out, if they're wondering whether or not he's going to be capable of, you know, performing his position. Whereas the other way, I don't know. I just feel like, uh, well, true, but then it, it all depends on what you have on your bench to replace them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really don't have much and you really bank it on that player. Oh yeah. When you're trying to stretch everything thin and you've got nobody, there's bye weeks and other shit like that. It's like, if you at least get me 10 points, <laughs> That's really all you need, man. As long as it's a replacement player and gets you at least 10 points, you can't complain. Yeah. That's why they're a bench player. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like 10 is a good number, you know, for, you know, even if somebody, let's just say Zeke Elliott, who's had many mediocre games, you know, he's always projected to get 18 points, 22 points. It's like, yeah. you know what? If he has an off game and gets me 10 points, at least he got me 10 points. At least you're not like risking, uh, you know, a quarterback and they throw four interceptions for 127 yards and no touchdowns and a passer rating of just absolute hot garbage. What does that do for you? It gets you what? Three, maybe negative points. Exactly. 
So then you're, really screwed. then you're really booked. So speaking of fantasy football, uh, Doug, are you doing any fantasy football? You and I did touch on it, but. Um, I'm in, well, two leagues. Well, I was in three leagues last year. I was thinking I was in three leagues this year, but only two of them that I know I'm in. The third one, I haven't heard anything yet, so I don't know if they're going to do it late or they just disbanded it. I I haven't heard from anybody. Um, But one's local down here and the other one's uh, up in Pennsylvania, where I'm originally from. Yeah, and I only have one going on. Um, One of my bosses said that one of the other locations where I work, they're doing a league, and I just happen to say, hey, if you have any openings, let me know. Um, I've done four fantasy football leagues. It's usually between like two and three, but I've done four. Last year was only one. Yeah. Four Four does suck. Um, And that's balancing lineups, and especially like – when it comes to just general drafting, because a lot of people will do like the same Sunday night for drafting and you have three different things going, you have a laptop out, you have a computer up and a phone out or a tablet, whatever. And that's just absolutely, it's terrible. And, and also just trying to balance your lineups. I'll say the one benefit to being in multiple leagues like that is if it ever comes up where there's like a big free agent person that just blew up, you have four chances to get them. Yeah. You know, if you go in one league and he's already taken, you know, you log into the other league, you know, you got, you know, you got four different teams that you can at least try and get them on and try and bank from it. Well, and, and related to that as well, you know, it's all about draft position and your strategy. Um, not only are you thinking what you're potentially thinking of doing, you're trying to consider what everybody else is thinking of doing. And if you have one of four drafts that don't go your way, you at least have three solid, three solid ones that you, uh, you kind of went off of, and you can take that fourth one where you didn't draft very well and just try to make it grow. Like you said, through free agency, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I've been through all of it. I've been the building team through free agency. I've had excellent drafts and everybody I call, I always say when they get hurt, I always say they die on the field. I've had all my, like my big name starting players die on the field tom brady breaks his leg christian mccaffrey foot issues and all this other shit i've gone through it all but uh it is kind of nice to just kind of like have one but then if you suck at the one then it's kind of it's kind of demotivating because it's like why do i give a shit about this team anymore but there's always like room to grow the team that's the beauty of free agency yeah overall it still makes football way more fun to watch Yeah. 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 Especially if you don't have close relationships with people that you're in the league with, you can at least talk to them and relate. It's a good conversation starter. I didn't think we get into fantasy football talk, but I mean, we were talking about wasting money, weren't we? Well, think about it, man. I mean, preseason's already started. I know. And it's wild. It's officially football season. Yeah. That's just weird to me. It's absolutely weird. So if you, Back to the lottery. What number would it take you to consistently play? Like what a, what the pot would be? Because in my head, I, I'm thinking three to five hundred million. Like you just said, three to five hundred million. 
Like so I can take you. I mean, like three hundred to five hundred. I was gonna say I can take you literally. It's like three million. You'll start at it. Like three million, somewhere up to like five hundred million. That's quite the range there, Doug. Then, I don't know. It's odd because most of us, you know, you look at it, you don't even, you you can't even fathom that amount of money. Like if you won even, you know, five hundred million dollars. I grant you, after taxes and everything, you're probably gonna get around two hundred, but. Even at two hundred million dollars, most of us can't even like realistically think about having that money. I mean, yeah, we could think about cars and houses and paying off debt and investing and blah blah blah. But to seriously like consider it realistically, you know, and, and honestly, I'll sit around and just like, damn, I'll take a, I'll take a million dollars. Give me one million dollars. Yeah. And that could ridiculously change your life. What would be the first thing that you would do selfishly? You can't say pay off debt, help family out. That's off the table. Selfishly? First thing you would do. Well, since it's selfishly, I was going to say go on a real nice, like, you know, take my family on a real nice trip. But that's not selfishly. That's taking my family. So. I'd say I'd, I'd buy my Mustang. You'd buy a Mustang? I would finally buy my Mustang the way I want it. Everything. You want to know what I would do? Two chicks at the same time. I figure a guy like me with money like that. I'd make <laughs> something like that happen. Really? That's what you would say? Two chicks at the same time? Damn right, Peter. <laughs> What would you do other than two chicks at the same same time? Well, yeah. I would do nothing. I would do absolutely nothing. You know, Peter, you can be broke and not do shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, if if I had to think selfishly, like Margot aside, family aside, you know, I, I live in the low country now, so it's kind of like, so I used to grow up on a boat. My uncle died in January 2008. I haven't fished or uh, I haven't fished or been on a boat since he passed away. So, like, part of me just says I would buy a boat. I'm used to I've I've owned two vehicles for a little bit, and it was kind of nice having an old beater truck plus the the car that I wanted, like the high mileage car, which is what I have. That's what I still have. But I guess in the end. Maybe I'll get a truck that I want with a trailer and maybe buy a boat or just a couple jet skis. That would probably be my selfish move. And oddly enough, you know, it's, I don't even think of buying a house just because I feel like that can just come with time uh, while I'm here. I don't feel like, I mean, that'd be one of the things that I would end up doing with that money because I mean, you have all that money, but the first thing I would do is probably probably buy the truck that I wanted, which is. Typically, in my head, a Toyota Tundra, TRD package if possible, um, no extended cab, eight-foot bed, because I I have no need for crew cab, extended cab, double cab. It's me and Margo, and I want to be able to haul shit, and I feel like with five-foot beds and things like that, you can't haul shit. So I think that would be my first move, and then probably after that, it would sway into, like, knock out the debt, buy a house. But no, I mean, I agree with you. Living where I live, boat would definitely be on the list. 
But uh, I don't know. If I had that kind of money, though, I don't even think I'd tell it. I'd just pay to have it at a marina. But yeah, that's the other thing, too. But at the same time, you got to ha- like having a little bit of control as well. So well, yeah. Being able to bring it up, um, bring it up out of the water and you can clean it the way that you want it and maintain it the way that you want it. So, you know, I'm used to the thing being up on the trailer and we're scrubbing, we're scrubbing, you know, barnacle and shit like that, that kind of yeah. builds up. And I mean, or like I live on the East coast, you know, if I want to take it out of the water and take it over on, on the uh, Bay side on the West side of the state. Yeah. I could always take it over there for like a weekend or something. I could always I could always bring my boat down to the Halifax where my my other uncle uh, used to have a place in the marina at the Halifax. You know, bring it down there and do like a Fourth of July big thing. And you can get a boat big enough to take it down here. I mean, I could. Do, I mean, that's the purpose of the money is to buy the boat yeah. that I want. Big, you know what? I'm not driving. I'm taking the boat. Going to be going a long time. So on that note, I think we're going to take a break. Stay tuned and you'll see what's coming on the back half of the show. And we'll be right back. All right. And we're back. Back half of the show. Doug, it's been hot. Real hot. I know there was a, I don't know about where you're at. We chat, but I just forget shit. Here we had like two weeks where it just rained every fucking day and i mean not that it's a terrible thing because it is it does get dry around here but rain brings unwanted things in the south and we finally got relief from the uh from the rain and it just got ungodly hot i mean we're we had heat indexes above 105 for almost three weeks. Um, our high temperatures are between like 88 and 94 every day. Heat index is reading every day, 104, 105. Uh, yeah. The UV index is at 11, which they say like extreme. And I think it goes up to 12. Uh, what have you been having down there? Sounds exactly the same. We, uh, this past Saturday, we went to a place called the Sebastian Inlet. And it's basically where the ocean, it's like a channel that runs, because we have like a beach side that's like almost like a peninsula. Yeah. But there's, a, there's an area where the ocean water comes in through a channel and goes over to the river. And along that channel, there's just like this little inlet. And it's right into right in the state park. And they have it like roped off, so it's almost like a it's like a swimming hole. So okay. we we go there every once in a while. We went because uh, my uh, my wife's uh, sister is in town with her family for the week, and we went to the inlet. And I took my took my easy up canopy, took a couple uh, big uh, umbrellas or. You know, yeah, I know. Keep us un- tough to keep us under the shade. Right. And it was like, wasn't like, you know, I went in the water every once in a while, cool off, went back, got back in the shade. 
But like my oldest, she spent the entire day in the sun. And she was in the water. She was, you know, climbing all over the rocks trying to find things. And the next day, man, she was just burnt to a crisp. Yeah. Like, and I mean, that was with sunscreen. She was still burnt to a crisp. And like, I, I could see all day Sunday, man, she was just worn out. Like, mm-hmm. it really, really took it out of her. Um, yeah, it kicks your ass. Yeah, it does. I mean, you just, it drain literally drains you. <laughs> um, but we were fortunate, you know, like I I did a good job of, you know, spending a little time in the sun, go back to the shade, you know, drink lots of food, beer, water, whatever. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, you get out in that direct sunlight, man, it's just you start to cook. I just try to, I try to think of other things to do on my days off because I'm currently off every Sunday and Monday, which is not a bad thing. Um, I've at this point, I've spent enough time outside, you know, I'm always conscious me being bald, bald, bearded and beautiful. If you know me, that's me. Um, uh, but I always take care of the dome, but I, I kind of abuse the fact that I spend a lot of time out in the sun growing up and I kind of tested that water a couple of weeks ago. I went outside in my sleeveless shirt because I'm known for cutting sleeves off of old shirts because I always feel like a shirt's never really um, past its prime, past its time until you've cut the sleeves off and then worn it a little bit more. So I go out in my sleeveless shirt. I'm outside for an hour and a half. I pack up my chair I walk across the street to my car, put the chair away. And somebody says, oh, you're really burnt. I'm like, no, trust me, I'm not burnt. I'm like, no, you're burnt. Like, no, I'm not burnt. So the very next day, it's shower time. And it's like, holy fuck, I'm burnt. And over a two-day period, so like where I cut the sleeves off, so basically where my, uh, my shoulder blades are, um, where I cut the sleeves off, I wore a shirt that was a little, uh, that was cut a little bit more in. So it was exposing more of my, my arms and my shoulders. And I had this strip of red on both sides and it was like, like brownish red, like reddish Brown, whatever, whatever way you want to look at it. That's well done. Yeah. And it actually, within two days, it started to peel and like Typically, when people think sunburn and peeling, they think of like the white, like, like velvety type feeling skin. Yeah. The stuff that was coming off of my shoulders was brown and it was like flaky, like, like real hard and flaky. And I, as I would peel it off, it would come off in little sections. It wouldn't peel off real stringy, like a typical, just regular old sunburn, like little white stretchy shit that pulls off. I was peeling it off. I was literally peeling off my sunburn is what it was. I got burnt so quickly. It was, it just burnt that top layer of skin and I was peeling it off. It was so bad, but within like two days, you know, it was, it was fine. And now I go outside and sit and I did it yesterday. I sat outside on the beach wearing a cutoff shirt, my hat shorts and talked to a couple of friends and it got a little warm, but I'm, I'm tanner than I've been in a long time. But it's been ungodly hot. It's hard to do anything when you're outside. I mean, when you sit there and then you have to like walk back through the sand, that even takes it out of you. Like walk trudging through the, the sand and 
and, you know, just minor bits of labor. It just, it, it wins you, you're sweating to death and it's like, holy shit, I need to get out of here. So related to what you were just talking about, it's hard to do anything uh, when the weather's like this. Do we enjoy it? Yeah. But physically it's hard to do anything. And even me getting into the water, it wasn't relieving at all. I'd get into the ocean and be like, I feel even worse because it's already, it's lukewarm. It's, it's sticky water because it's salt water and you come back out and you feel just God awfully gross. You sit in the chair and you just hope it all dries off and you just feel sticky all over. And now you're hot, you're sweating, you're all dried up from being out in the salt water. And it's like, I can't even get in the water anymore and enjoy it. So that's how um, around here we uh, during the summertime. That's how we we think that we can tell the difference between a person that lives here and a person that's visiting. Because in the summertime, if you go out to like a restaurant, most of the restaurants have both indoor and outdoor seating. You know, we're in Florida, and during the summer, you know, if you live here, they're always like, "Do you want to sit inside or outside?" But nope, I'm sitting inside. Yeah, bring the AC. It's summer, <laughs> and then well, but then it's like you always have those people that are always sitting outside, and it's like they must be visiting. Yeah, because they want to enjoy it while they're here. Yeah, and me spending so much time on the beach, I kind of look at people as well, and I feel like I can sense people that are from here and are not from here by how they pack for the beach, because people that are not from the area tend to overpack. They're bringing wagons with coolers and canopies and even tents, towels, chairs. I mean, they are loaded up. They've got their weird fancy hats on, you know, with the brim, the wide brim that goes all the way around their head because they don't hey, want to. Hey, no, no, no. I have one of those. Hey, that's your own damn fault, man. It's a very nice hat. <laughs> it's a very nice hat. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> nope. No, I, I definitely have that. But I feel like I see those people and I feel like they over-prepare. Whereas me, I have my car. I have two chairs in it. There's a cooler in there. But the cooler's there for like me sharing beer after I travel and some water. Um, but you, sh- you have me, sleeveless shirt, hat, shorts, and flip-flops. I walk up there with my chair and my water bottle and my earbuds. And I sit there for two hours. Whereas these other people, you see like groups of six, packs of six. And they're just like carrying all of this bullshit. And I look at them and I look at them and like, they ain't from around here. I I tend to think that one way or another. Because honestly, if I see somebody with a wagon, see them unload a bunch of stuff and this and that. I mean, a lot of times I tend to think they actually live here because why would they bring all that stuff down from wherever they live? But it also depends. It also depends on, like, like you're on your own. You're by yourself. What do you need? You know, I mean, for what you bring, you know, like you said, a cooler, towel, chair. I mean, really, the only thing you could add would be a a small umbrella and, and a fishing pole. Now, Related to that, we're going to move forward just a little bit because Margo and I have actually had the conversation over the past day or two. I just found out that my my own parents are finally coming to visit the Low Country. So they are staying in, in the, yep, Low Country. 
but they're staying in the Isle of Palms where I work. And they're going to be here for actually four nights now. And they like to spend time on the beach, but they know that they can't spend all day out in the sun. So I feel like, so a friend of mine that works in IOP as well, she said her mom has one of those canopy things that we can borrow. And, you know, I'm going to end up having a cooler. Their condo is on the water as well. So we don't have to go very far. But I'm pretty sure if they want to spend the day on the beach, I'm going to need a wagon so I can tote four chairs, my cooler, this canopy. So I'm going to look like that. I'm going to be one of those people. But in this instance, it's going to be kind of like I'm doing it to save my parents from having to like go back and forth. You know, we've been out in the sun for too long. So I'd rather them just we put the shit up. It's like if you want to make it a beach day, I will put this shit up. And you can go upstairs for a sandwich. You can come back down, sit in the shade, move over, get back into the sun. I've got a cooler here. You know, you can have a drink. I'll bring thermoses because you're not allowed to drink on the beach. Um, But I can bring thermoses. You can put whatever you want in it. Whenever you need to refill it, you can go back up, refill it. You know, try to make it as accommodating as possible for them. It's kind of like my, uh, it's kind of like my goal. But one of those places where you, you know, can't drink on the beach, but you do anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are people that are not from the area that are just 100% obvious about it. You can see their trulies and shit either in their hand or popping out of a koozie that doesn't fit their beer can very well. But because we have, we have IOP beach patrol who work for the IOP police department that roll through on four wheeler, four wheelers and uh, golf carts. And they look for that sort of thing. So, but if you've got a big 32 ounce thermos, that's completely like I'm holding it up and showing you, Doug, like it's completely sealed and it's got a flip top lid. You're just sucking on a straw. You're just sucking on a straw at that point. So, but, and that's what I mean. Like, I know they want to sit on the beach and have some drinks and my parents are smart about that sort of thing. And I want to give them a day to where they can sit and do that. So, but no, they're coming in October. They're actually coming at a really good time of the year. I guess, you know, if, if I had to come up with a travel tip, I mean, they were patient enough to uh, continue to scope out dates. I had a buddy that came and visited me while he helped me move. And in this hotel uh, that, which is oceanfront, he spent over $440 a night on his, uh, on his room. And my parents are basically getting the same thing, the same room oceanfront one King bed for $160 a night. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and they know how, like they travel so much and they know how, um, you know, IP addresses work. So if you check the same thing, the price is going to continue to creep up just a little bit. So they know how to play that game and they waited to check one, uh, one site. I don't know what they used, but yeah, they found the price was $160. And so she asked me about the, the, the dates as far as my work availability. And I basically said, I can make anything work. And within two days I said, well, my dates are on the calendar. Nobody needs it off. I'm good to go. And within 24 hours, she said, we just booked it. So they're going to fly in on a Saturday night and they're going to fly out on a Wednesday. So I get to spend at least two full days 
you know, with them. And I figure we'll just drive them around to sightsee. Like we were just saying, it's too fucking hot to even walk around and do anything. Yep. So, but they're excited to come down. I'm excited to have them down here too. So you got anything going on here coming up? Um, yeah, I'm going to be making a quick trip to uh, Pennsylvania the end of August just for like a quick weekend. And then uh, I think uh, we're going to be planning on going back up there for uh, Thanksgiving. You know, and, and we were sitting here going back and forth on, you know, hey, what's been going on and, you know, what, you, what have you been doing? And, you know, honestly, and I, I don't know if it's so much a, a travel tip, which you already kind of brought up another travel tip, but I'd say once once you have a trip and it's gone, start planning another one. Then you have something to look forward to. Because honestly, like, everything that I had planned, and it wasn't necessarily a trip, but it was at least an event that involved traveling for some people, that ended, like, the end of April, early May. And I haven't really had anything planned since then. That was, like, three months ago. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, if you don't have something planned, then you really don't have something to look forward to. Nope. And that's, that's actually what my parents do. So by the time they get back from a vacation, they start looking for something else and they have it planned for about six months after they return. They could be on a cruise for five, six days or do an all-inclusive bullshit thing. And by the time they get back within a couple of weeks, they're like, Oh, we're going to Santa Bell Island for a week, six months later. So that's awesome. Well, and that's in the months that they typically travel they're generally not as expensive. So like one month is like April or May. And then the others are October, November, December. And so, and that's when my parents are coming, they're coming second week of October and they hit a good price point. So, and their flight was only, I think 168, uh, one way for the both of them. Oh, wow. Which isn't terrible. So my mother no. says, my mother via text says nonstop. It's 168 nonstop for the both of us. The fuck is nonstop? Are you trying to tell me it's like a direct flight from, they're going to fly out of Columbus, a direct flight from Columbus to Charleston? Or are you trying yeah. to tell me this is a round trip? Like, what are you trying to tell me? Nonstop usually means there's no layovers. Yeah, that's what I figured. But she just said it's 168 nonstop for the both of us. I'm like, one way, okay. How are you getting back? <laughs> Maybe they don't care about when they leave. Well, my dad still works. My mom is newly retired, but my dad still works, so he does have he does have work to tend to. Yeah. So, but yeah, we just we don't have a lot going on right now, just because it's it's hard to do things in the heat. And I wish we had more that we could say that we've done since episode 23. But, I mean, it is what it is. We try to bear with it. Um, we do our best to enjoy it. But it kind of it does kind of kick your ass for sure. For sure. So, but Doug, is there anything that you want to wrap up with? Hmm. Don't say butt stuff. That's my line. Well, yeah. That's definitely your line. Mm-hmm. Honestly, no, it's just I'm actually excited. 
And after our conversation, I realized that football season has officially started. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, definitely didn't mean to get into the, like the fantasy football thing. But, uh, I mean, it just kind of related to, we'll say, pissing money away. Uh, mm-hmm. But at least you have a fair shot when it comes to fantasy football. So, I'm actually I'm excited for football as well, um, college and pro. I know a lot of people look at college and pro different ways, but I enjoy both for their own reasons, and I'm excited for both of them to get get fired up. And unfortunately, we're going to have episodes where where uh, we dive heavy into something that may have occurred over the weekend. So just bear with us. But uh, we're not a sports podcast, but we do love our sports. So we do enjoy traveling. We enjoy local shit, and that's what we're here for. So um, on that note, we're going to end 24. And Doug, we're going to see you next time. Don't, not sure exactly when it's going to be, but uh, we will, uh, we will, we will do it again, won't we? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am, Pam. All right, we're getting the fuck out of here. I'm going to get one more beer before Margo gets home. It's actually pretty close to bedtime, is the way that I'm feeling. I'm pretty, I'm pretty beat. I thought it was okay. Looking at the time, saying, "Hmm, nine but, nine uh, twelve is a great bedtime for us old fucks." When you're 40, that's what happens. Yep. Well, I'm not quite there. 38? I always fuck this up. Like, 38? Margo always is like, no, you're 37. I'm like, you know what? I'm not waiting for November to say, oh, it's finally my birthday. You know what? I know what year I was born. Turn of the year, that's that's my age. Okay? I don't care about my birthday anymore. Mm. She's always so, like, heavy into it. And it's like, no. You have to celebrate your birthday. I don't have to do shit. I'm a man. Yeah, mine sometime. Yeah, I think. I think so too. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it is this month. It's right around draft time. Draft time. Draft time. All right, we're finally getting out of here. We out. Go on now. Get on. Get out. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe this will just go on forever. Hmm. All right, let's go to bed. Not together. Wives will be upset. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) All right, we'll see you all later.